Welcome to the Hope United Podcast, where we're creating a culture of worship, family, and discipleship. We hope this message challenges, inspires, and gives you hope today. If you like this podcast, remember to share and subscribe. Well, man, when you turn on the television and you look at what's going on, you, you, you see war, disease, natural disasters, hate, anger, revenge, selfishness, violence, uh, the celebration of wicked things. You see this. There's 101 problems in the news. If you look, the things that are going on in the world today. But what if I told you that there is a solution for every single problem that's going on in the world today? Would you believe me? Would you believe me if I would tell you that God has a solution for every single problem that ails this world? Would you want to hear a little bit about that today? Because I want to talk to you about this because there is something, you know, that when we go and we turn on our news feeds and we, we look at the internet and we listen to what's going on in the news, there's so many things, there's so much bad news out there, right? I think when you come to church, you should hear the good news. How many would like to hear the good news today? All right. I'm going to talk to you a little bit today and over the next few weeks about the good news. Somebody just say, yeah. yeah. Somebody shout the good news. Good news. So I'm going I'm to start somewhere. You, you may have never heard this passage of scripture before. Um, this might be simply profound to you and um, just a secret truth that's been hidden from your eyes. I'm going to start right here in John 3.16. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believed in him will not perish but have everlasting life. Now, this is so simple, but it's also a profound thing that I want to talk to you about today. God loves the world and everybody in it that in his immense love for us, he provided a solution. He provided a plan. And he sent his son on a mission to die for you and for me. And whoever will believe in him, whoever will believe in Jesus is not going to perish. They're not going to go down with a sinking ship, but they're going to have everlasting life. How many of that sounds good to you? And this is an amazing, it's a simple truth, but it's the good news. It's a simple truth, but it's also the profound blueprint of God's plan. It changes everything. This information here, this scripture tells us about what changes everything. I want you to think about a love so great, so big, that it can solve every problem. A love that is infinite, infinitely deep, that has the power to fix any problem. God has a solution for every single thing that you see going on wrong in the world. Hunger, famine, recession, sickness, disease, anger, violence, lack of love. God has a solution for it. You want to hear about it? 
First, let's take a step back. And I want you to realize that God is all-knowing. The biblical term is omniscient, which means that God knows everything. There is no piece of information that is outside of what God knows. All science, all of the universe, everything down to how many hairs are on your head, how many problems are going on in your life, what challenges are in your life, in your family, in our nation, in all the other nations, in all the world. God knows everything. There's some pretty smart people on the earth. And even the smartest person in the world doesn't know all the problems that are going on in the world. There's problems that you haven't even heard about. There's problems that the smartest person hasn't even heard about. On top of that, there's so many problems that people don't have a solution for. They've whittled away at it. They try to go into the lab. They try to go into talks. They don't have a viable solution. But God is all-knowing. There's no problem that he doesn't know about. And he has the solution and knows the solution for every problem that we see and even the problems that we don't see. There is nothing beyond what he knows. God is omniscient. He is all-knowing. And here's the good news. He has set a plan in motion already to fix everything. He has a plan in motion right now. It's it's at work right now. It's in the process right now of happening. It's already on the move to fix every problem that you see, that you know about, that you don't know about. And so let's move a little bit further into this blueprint of God's plan. It says... For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So part of it is God birthed this plan, right? Plan to fix everything. Then he gave his son. You know that part. He died on the cross. Now look. The next part is belief, right? That anyone that believes, and this is important because our belief in Jesus unlocks the plan of God. Our belief, your faith, my faith, our combined faith unlocks the plan of God. First, God establishes a plan. Then God puts the plan into motion by sending Jesus on the cross to begin the process to die for our sins. But then now is the belief and acceptance and agreement with what Jesus did, that is the next stage of God's plan. This next part, it involves your belief, my belief. Next stage of God's plan is unlocked by people believing in Jesus and the works he did and what he taught. This is very important. Our belief in Jesus unlocks the next stage of God's plan. How many want to see God's plan on the earth? All right. Your belief is critical. My belief is critical. Our belief is critical in unlocking God's plan upon the earth. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes. Somebody say believe. Believe. Not just believe in anything. Not just believe in fairy tales. Not just believe in in, in self-help. I'm talking about belief in Jesus. Your belief unlocks something on the earth. Every time 
someone comes to the saving knowledge of Christ, a little bit more of God's plan is unlocked in the earth. Now, that's powerful. And there's a lot of things that we can do on the earth, and there's some things that we need to do. But the first step of God's plan is Jesus coming to earth. The second step is what? You and I believing. A firm belief system in Jesus Christ is what begins to unlock God's purpose and God's plan upon the earth. Look at somebody and say, you are unlocking part of God's plan. If, if you're believing in Jesus today, you're unlocking part of God's plan. Now, my kids love these dinosaur movies, right? The, the, they went back and watched the Jurassic Park movies, uh, now the Jurassic World movies. And I have to put the filter on because some of this dinosaur stuff gets kind of intense. People, uh, people being a, a Jurassic fruit snack. And... Uh, <laughs> but they love it. They, they, they know all the, the names of the dinosaurs and... You know, we don't even know if that's the, the way that the dinosaurs actually looked. We just have bones, right? But they, they're pumped about this. Um, and so we recently watched the Jurassic Park uh, Dominion. And one of my favorite characters is uh, Dr. Malcolm. Now, he said something that I didn't like in the movie, but I, I like his, char- his, his, his character. He's kind of quirky. But he says something. I'll just let you hear it, and then I'll tell you something about Uh, This statement. He says, We not only lack dominion over nature, we are subordinate to it. See, um, sometimes we're we're not paying attention when people say stuff in the movie or in TV series or in music, and we we let our, our belief system get hijacked. All right. Now, let me tell you what's wrong with this statement. Of course, it fits in fine and perfectly with this, with this movie, within the context of that. But outside of that, we understand what God told us in Genesis 1.28. What did he tell us? He said to subdue, to rule over, to take dominion. He specifically said, yes, you have dominion over creation. Yes, you are to subdue. Yes, you are to, 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 to be over and to rule over the earth. And so this is the thing. You might have had friends that went back on their word, but God never goes back on his word. How many have had a... You've had an instance that you thought maybe God was going to go back on what he promised you, but then in the end you're like, oh yeah, yeah, that's right. God God never fails. He always does what he says he's going to do. The word of God says actually his word never returns void. Anybody know what a void check is? It's no longer valid, right? But when God issues his word, his proclamation, that is always good. It's always good. And so this is what he says in Genesis 1.28. He says, I'm giving you dominion over the earth. Adam, Eve, I'm giving you dominion. I want you to subdue it. I want you to rule over it. Now, this is what Jesus said about the word of God, about his words, right? The words of God, the words of Christ. Matthew 24, 35, heaven and earth will pass away. But my words will never pass away. God doesn't go back on his word. Look at somebody, tell them God doesn't go back on his word. So even when it came to the point of God saying, I give you dominion, God's not going to go back on his word. So when the world needed saving and there became 
all these problems in the world, God sent himself in the form of a man, Jesus Christ, to fix problems. Why? Because he said, I already gave dominion to man. So he had to become a man to fix problems on the earth. Because back in Genesis, he said, I'm giving you dominion. I want you to subdue. I'm not going to subdue. I created. Now, I want you to take dominion. I want you to rule. So we understand God is partnering with man to reestablish order upon the earth. When things got really out of whack, he had to come in the form of a man and then partner with himself as a man. But now the first part of the plan of God, for God so loved the world, we're going to keep it simple, that he gave his only begotten son, Jesus, that whoever believes. God is partnering with man to reestablish order upon the earth. God is partnering with man to bring solution to the earth. God is partnering with man. Look at somebody say, God is partnering with man. Why does he have to to, to partner with man? Because he said he was going to do it. Because that's his way. Whenever he establishes a way, that's the way he works. So God is partnering with man. God's plan was started by Jesus but continues through us. What does the Bible say? That Jesus is a first fruit among many brethren. Jesus is not the whole plan. Jesus is a first fruit. Jesus is a first fruit. Look at somebody say, Jesus is a first fruit. Jesus is a tithe. You and I are the harvest. God wants to partner with man to establish his purpose, to bring solution. Here's how God's plan that started with Jesus works. Let's look at Colossians 1.27. Colossians 1.27 says, God in his eternal plan chose to make known to them. He's talking about the Gentiles. The riches of the glory of this mystery, which is Christ in and among you, the hope and guarantee of realizing the glory. Man, if you're a gloom and doomer, this is the exact sermon you need to be sitting in. God, in his eternal plan, chose to make known to them. Who? The Gentiles. The riches of the glory of this mystery, which is Christ in and among you, the hope and guarantee. Somebody say guarantee. Guarantee. (laughs) That's strong verbiage of realizing the glory. So there is a promise and a prophetic future in the word of God. And how will it be unlocked? Christ in you. Christ in me. Christ in us, the hope for a better tomorrow. The hope for God's promises being fulfilled. Christ in us, the hope that God is going to solve things in partnership and collaboration with the man he created. You and me. For God so loved the world 
that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes is not going to perish. You're not going to have the same fate as people that don't believe. You're going to have everlasting life. What did John 10.10 said? I came to give you life and give you it abundantly. Man, if that doesn't give you a different uh, ending to your book than everybody else, I came to give you life and life abundantly. The answer is God, but the answer is also you. The answer is God, but the answer is also you. And this is the problem for people that just sit and digest the word of God and don't do anything with it. The Bible says, don't be hearers only of the word, but also be doers. The answer is God, but the answer is also you. God says, you're to be my hands and feet. You're supposed to do the work of the ministry. The work of establishing his kingdom. The work of bringing solutions to the world. It is our job to partner with God. When we partner with Jesus, we become part of God's purpose for this planet. Romans 8, 19. Can we go there for a second? Romans 8, 19 through 23 says, For all creation is waiting eagerly for that future day when God will reveal who his children really are. Against its will, all creation was subjected to God's curse, but with eager hope, the creation looks forward to the day when it will join God's children in glorious freedom from death and decay. For we all know that all creation has been groaning in the pains of childbirth right up until the present time, and we believers also groan, even though we have the Holy Spirit within us as a foretaste of the for, of future glory. That means inside of you, you have a sample. You have an appetizer for what God wants to do in the earth. You have an appetizer for what heaven is like. It's already in you. Scripture tells us that all creation is waiting, expecting the sons and daughters of God to stand up and do their job. The answer is God, and the answer is also you. The answer is God, but the answer is also us. Nature, the world, people groups everywhere are waiting in eager expectation for the solution that the children of God are ushering in. The people of God that are partnering with God Standing on a foundation of a belief in Jesus Christ is the answer to the problems of our world today. That's right. The world doesn't have the solution. And they're never going to have the solution. Because where is the solution? It's in you and it's in me. It's in other believers around the world waiting to be ushered into the world. Our faith in God was never meant to just be on Sunday. Sunday is the refill station, guys. Sunday. Sunday is the time we encourage each other and say, man, we did some great things last week. Let's do some even greater things this week. Say, man, I kind of failed last week. Well, you can do better this week. It's the refill station. Your belief was never meant to just stay on Sunday. The earth is groaning 
for the sons and daughters of God to be revealed to the world. The world is looking in there. It's groaning. They don't even know what they're looking for. You. The world is looking for us. The world is looking for Hope United. The world is looking for other churches that have the vision of Christ. God's plan is so powerful. Partnering with God is more powerful than you can imagine. Belief in Jesus is powerful. Listen to how Jesus explained it. Imagine this for a second. He said, I'm establishing a group of people founded in a belief in me, and any and every wicked opponent will be no match for them. And I'm going to give them power like the world has never seen. That's the vision of Jesus for his church. Can I say it again? Jesus said, I'm putting a team together. And this team is going to partner with God's plan upon the earth. And they're going to have an unwavering belief in me. And not even the devil himself is going to be able to stop them. And I'm going to give them access to unlock heaven's mysteries. And I'm going to give them the power to change things in heaven and on the earth. That's God's plan. Let's read it. These are Jesus' words in Matthew 16, 17 through 19. He said, upon this rock... I will build my church. He's talking about the rock of revelation of him being the Messiah. Upon this rock, I'm going to build my church and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven. And whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. God is infusing his people with his power for his purpose. That's why Jesus said, ask anything in my name and it'll happen. Ask anything in my name and it will happen. I'm going to say it one more time so it sinks in. Ask anything in my name and it will happen. Now where some Christians get this wrong is they say, oh, I got to just ask anything. They're not understanding the scripture. I'm going to ask for a new car. And I'm going to ask for a mansion. I ask for that husband over there. I'm going to ask for that wife. When we understand what the scripture is saying there properly, it's saying ask anything within the character of God and it shall be given to you. Ask anything within the context of God's plan and it will be given to you. Now God has a plan to bless you and increase you as you're increasing his kingdom. Understand, as I'm seeking first the kingdom of God, all these things are added to me. But first, I have to come with a kingdom agenda. First, I got to be about that God plan. And if I'm about that God plan, it says he's going to take care of all of my needs. He's going to take care of this health issue I got going on. No problem. This financial issue I got going on. No problem. This relational issue. No problem. But I'm seeking first his plan to establish his kingdom. Right? Matthew 6, 33. So God is infusing his people with his power for his purpose. And every problem of the world will not be able, it, it will pale in comparison to God's power 
and God's solution. There's no wicked, no corrupt, no evil power in the natural or spiritual that will be able to stop God's people as they partner with God's plan founded on a steadfast faith in Christ Jesus. God is raising up people that will be so powerful, so resourceful, so anointed, so strategic, so intentional that they are going to win. And all the powers of corruption and darkness and wickedness will not be able to win against them. You will walk into doors that everybody is against you, but you're going there on purpose for God's kingdom and you will see doors swing wide open. And in the midst of people that hate you, God's plan will be established for you. Listen, listen, listen. This is what David saw a vision of when he said, Psalm 23, God prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemy. I don't even understand why I'm giving you this gift. I don't even understand why I'm opening this door for you because Christ in you is the hope that wakes up destiny and purpose on the earth. Christ in us is what wakes up purpose and potential in the earth. And people find themselves responding in favor even when they don't want to. In Washington, D.C., opening doors. In the education, opening doors. I don't know why I'm doing this. I know why you're doing this. Because the Bible says not even the gates, not even the authority of darkness can stand against God's people. God's plan articulated by Christ. The gates of hell will not prevail against his people. What people? The people that believe in Jesus. The people that follow his commands and accept responsibility to partner with the plan of God. This is the good news. This is the good news. And here's the great thing. The most powerful blessed position, the most happy, the most fulfilled place that you will ever be in your life is when you are involved with establishing God's plan on the earth. Do you know what he does with people that are establishing his plan, that are partnering with him? He funnels resources into your life. And guess what? You can keep some of those resources. He funnels blessing. He funnels favor. And guess what? Some of that favor is for you. And your family. Matthew 6, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things. Jesus said to his disciples, because they, 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 they got a little frustrated one day and they said, Well, Jesus, we've given up all this stuff for you. We stopped our, our, our businesses. We walked away from, from relationships. We walked away from our businesses. We walked away from money to follow you. And Jesus said, Don't be fooled. He said, Anybody who's walked away from stuff or relationships or other things, for my sake, he said, 100-fold, it will be given back to you in this lifetime. If you help me build my kingdom, I will build you. I will build you. That's the good news. In the last days, here's my eschatology. In the last days, The world is going to get darker and the people of God are going to get brighter. The kingdom of darkness is going to have more problems and the kingdom of God is going to have more solutions. 
and there's going to become a stark contrast between what the devil is doing and what God is doing in the last days. Your best days are in front of you, people of God. Your best days are in front of you. I want to, over the next few weeks, take you on a journey of the good news. I want to tell you that God has a promise. God has a plan. God has a, 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 an agenda to solve the problems upon the earth. And he wants to solve it in partnership with you and me. Let's bow our heads and pray. God, I thank you, Lord, for the challenge, uh, for showing us something today that will give us a push in the direction that we need in our life. You know the opportunities and the challenges that we have in our life, God, and you want to open up our eyes to see the open doors and possibilities that you have for us. God, you do have a plan. You do have a solution for every problem. And when we partner with you to do your plan with a firm, unwavering faith in Jesus Christ, doors and favor and power and solution will follow. God, give us the strength, give us the resolve to partner with you in your plan. And as heads are bowed and eyes are closed, maybe you say, Pastor, I'm not where I need to be with my relationship with Jesus. I, I hear what you're saying, and I feel something today in my spirit, but I need to make sure that I am partnering with Jesus. Maybe you've never really said yes to Jesus. Say, I want Jesus. I want to follow Jesus. I want to model my life after Jesus. If that's you, I want you to slip up your hand. I want to pray for you today. Amen. Amen. And maybe you've drifted in your relationship with Jesus and you, you just know you need, need to reconnect with him. If that's you, slip up your hand. Amen. Amen. I see that. More importantly, God sees it. If you slipped up your hand, I want to pray with you right where you are today. This is the most important decision that you can make, that anybody can make, is saying yes to Jesus. Because when we say yes to Jesus, we become part of God's plan. If you slipped up your hand, I want you to repeat this prayer with me. Jesus, thank you for dying for my sins. God, thank you for having a plan to save me and to save everybody else. Jesus, I'm sorry for all the times I missed it. I failed. I made poor decisions. I sinned. Jesus, give me a new start today. Jesus, forgive me. I receive your forgiveness. I receive your fresh start. Jesus, I need you to lead me, guide me, teach me how to be like you. I want to be a part of your plan. Change my heart today. I want to know you. I want to love you. I want to want to follow you like never before. 
in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks again for listening. If you like this podcast, remember to share and subscribe. For more information or to connect with us, go to hopeunited.church. And remember, if God is with you, you will be undefeated.